following is a message at Living Savior Church in Asheville and Hendersonville, North Carolina. To learn more, go to lsavior.org. Runners to your marks. Get set. Go. The starting gun fires and the runners are off to the races. 100 of the fastest long-distance runners in all of the world. A chance to be called the fastest marathon runner. Along with that accolade comes some hardware, of course, the Olympic gold medal, and a sizable cash prize. Everyone is in it for the gold. Everyone's running as fast as they can because they want that prize. Up hills, back down, quickly around corners, even with 26 miles ahead of them. Everyone wants to win, except for maybe one man. This man seems confused. As all the rest of the runners take off, he's left behind, slowly jogging at a leisurely pace, taking his time as if it's any regular day. He hears some fans calling his name from the sideline, so he jogs over to talk to them. He takes some pictures with them, signs a few autographs, And then he starts running again, still at a leisurely pace, taking his time. Ahead, there's a a water station. As the man approaches the water station, he, he finds a chair to sit in. He gets a glass of water and takes a drink and strikes up a conversation with the race workers. Then he's off again, no faster than he was before. Interviewed later on, it turns out this man had a completely different approach to this race. He says, well, I didn't think that I would win the race, so I figured, what's the effort worth anyway? I mean, come on, all that running and exercise, all that hard work, can it actually be worth it? Not to mention the prize. Is it really all it's chalked up to be? Not for me. No, this race, it it can't be worth it. You and I are told that our life of faith is a struggle, a fight, a marathon, a race that lasts a year, ten years, even our entire lives. It's a race that's filled with struggle, difficulty, and temptation along the way. Yet in Holy Scripture today, Paul tells us that it's a good fight. But when all that we can seem to see is struggle and temptation and hardship— then how can we call this a good fight too? I invite you to open to the New Testament lesson, 1 Timothy 6. Timothy had been a traveling companion of Paul's for many years in the early days of the Christian church. He went with Paul from place to place planting churches. Paul had served as Timothy's mentor and his friend, his leader and his teacher, Paul even refers to himself as Timothy's spiritual father. But now as Paul writes these words to Timothy, it's years later. Timothy has his own congregation to look after now, a flock of believers that he is pastor to. And as he starts this life and this journey as a pastor, he faces new challenges. False teachers are trying to cause problems in his church. 
These are people who have no interest in teaching the word of God at all. In fact, in the section right before the words we have from Paul today, Paul tells us what these men are interested in. Instead, they prefer envy and strife, quarreling and anger, all sorts of malicious talk, whether these things are amongst themselves or if they can have their way in Timothy's church, too. But beyond all these nasty qualities that they hold, these men have no interest in teaching the word of God. Instead, they're motivated by money and success. These are the men that are calling out to Timothy. The voices that are calling out to him as he runs his race, as he fights his fight. Voices calling out to him to distract him, calling for him to join in with them. As Paul writes to Timothy, he tells him, flee from all of this. Paul sounds a little bit harsh, doesn't he? It sounds like he's yelling at Timothy, stay away from all this stuff, like he's commanding him to do something. But Paul wants to remind Timothy that he can't have any part in what they're doing. He can't try it out even just a little bit. Paul serves like a coach, his voice rising above the crowd to get Timothy's attention. It's like he's saying to Timothy, Timothy, Pay no attention to what they're doing. Don't join in with them. Timothy, don't try what they're doing, even if they tell you it's good for you. Timothy, remember what this race is all about. You and I are in a similar fight, a similar struggle in our lives of faith. And as we walk that path, as we fight that fight, don't we face similar temptations? Voices calling out to us, too. Paul tells you and I that we are in this fight. He says, fight the good fight of faith. But all along the way, don't we hear voices calling out and tempting us, too? You hear a voice that calls out to you saying, come on, just give in. Try it out for a little bit. I know you've given in to that sinful little temptation before. Why can't you just do it again? It's not going to hurt you. And this voice only seeks to distract you from the struggle that's actually at hand, the struggle of faith. Instead, calling for you to try out things like Timothy was tempted with. Just a little bit of envy, a little bit of pride, a little bit of jealousy too. Or maybe you hear a voice calling out behind you as you run this race. A voice that says, well, if you looked out for yourself more, you'd probably be happier, even if it, you know, hurts someone else a little bit. If you look out for number one, everything will go well, even if it hurts your faith along the way. Or a voice that even seems to sound good. A voice that says, Put your family first. Even if it costs you something in your life of faith, even if it means putting your faith aside for a while, put them first. That's the most important thing. And even if this voice sounds good, the results aren't good. These voices only seek to distract you from the fight, from the race that you're actually in. But since you're running a long race... Like any long-distance runner, isn't there one more voice that's calling out to you? 
It's not one that's on the sidelines or even behind you. No, it's much closer to home. It's right here. It's that internal voice. You're familiar with what it says, telling you, well, just give in. Just try it out a little bit. You've done it before. It won't hurt you. Or that voice that's even more dangerous than that, the voice that's tempting you to give up. Come on. You've been trying so hard at this faith thing, at this kindness and generosity thing. It can't actually be worth it, can it? I mean, is the prize even going to be worth it in the end? If this fight, this race, is so filled with struggle and temptation and difficulty, then why on earth does Paul call it a good fight? Well, it's all about the prize. As you fight this fight, look ahead to the prize that is awaiting you. You've been called to this. Paul says to Timothy and to you and to me, take hold of the eternal life to which you have been called. Not a prize that hangs in the balance, but one that waits for you at the finish line of this life. A prize that your Savior has won for you. And your Savior is waiting for you there at the finish line. And his voice is calling out above those other temptations in this world. His voice is drowning out their sounds. When the temptations of this world or the temptations from within seem too much to bear, hear what your Savior has to say to you. He says, keep running. I'm with you through every step of the way. Keep running. I have a prize for you at the end that I have won for you a prize that is greater than anything that this world can offer to you, a prize of heaven which I have won for you, which will never be taken away from you. I am with you even as you face temptations because I've walked through every temptation and trial that you can face in this life. Keep running. I've won the prize already for you. That is why the race is called good. Not because it's good to struggle or to suffer, but because in the struggle, we're reminded of the fact that there is a prize at the end that waits for us. A prize that our Savior has won for you and for me. Every struggle, every step of the way, reminds us that we are in this fight because we have been called to it. Since this fight is the fight of faith, it's the fight that we're in as long as we're alive. But as we walk this walk and fight this fight of faith, our Savior is right there with us, reminding us that he has won a prize for us that waits at the end. It's not as if endurance runners, Olympic athletes, wake up with with the abilities that they have one morning out of the blue. Certainly some of them have strong genetics, but they still have to practice and train. They seek certain They seek certain goals that they're trying to attain, virtues that they want to have. There are simple ones, like buying the right shoes that fit well so they can run in a straight line. There are those small details that they have to pay attention to, proper posture so that they don't waste any energy on that long run. There are the physical attributes and virtues, healthy lungs and a healthy heart to get them through the race. There's the mental toughness too, Grit and determination, no matter what they face along the way. 
There are even nerdy stats that they track, things like VO2 max. They check how their blood transfers oxygen to their cells throughout their body. As you and I fight this fight and run this race, what are the virtues that you are chasing after? Paul gives you and I a list. Seek after righteousness. That's rightness before God and before other people. Seek godliness. That's living in a godly way. This can look like many different things. Maybe it looks like showing kindness to a neighbor. Maybe it looks like resisting the urge to join in with office gossip because you know it will hurt someone else and it's not what God would want you to do in that situation. No matter what it looks like, use the word of God as your guide. When your steps become confusing, look to his word as your guide as to which way is right and which way is the way that you should go. When voices call out to you telling you to try this or try that, use God's word as your determiner to decide whether that thing is something that God desires or not. Chase after every opportunity to strengthen and exercise your faith. Faith in action, that's trust. When this life seems overwhelming or it doesn't seem clear what step is next, put your trust in God. Go to your Heavenly Father in prayer, bringing everything to him, every worry and fear. Chase after love. Not just love like the world sees it, where you do something kind for someone else because they were nice to you. No, a more difficult kind of love. Love that's giving no matter what. Love that reflects the love that God has shown you. That's a difficult kind of love to chase after, right? It takes effort. It takes work. Love that looks like showing kindness to someone who's never kind to you. Love that looks like showing love to someone even when your patience is wearing thin. Because that's what this fight of faith is all about seeking after these virtues because we know that a prize has been won for us already. In a long race, there's a point that many runners face called the wall. It's this point at which the body runs out of easily accessible calories to keep you going. The brain gets foggy and the muscles get tired and start to cramp. It's at this point that many runners give up. The brain and the body are tired, so why not, right? But on the other side of that wall is a goal that many runners are only dreaming of. Breaking through that barrier to a prize that they've only dreamed of. Chase after that same endurance. When your walk of faith seems difficult, continue. Bear up under the the difficulty of this life. Trust that your Heavenly Father will walk with you and sustain your every step of the way. Even when it feels like you've hit the wall, keep running, keep fighting that fight of faith because on the other side is the prize that your Savior has won for you. Seek after kindness, gentleness. Because with gentleness in your words and actions, your words and actions have power. Like when you show gentleness to someone else who's struggling in their fight of faith because your voice and your actions join your Savior in encouraging them toward the prize to which they have been called. In this race, there's no room for apathy. There's no room for laziness. There's no room for pet sins. Run this race just as your Savior has called you to, with full urgency.
Keep on fleeing from those sinful temptations. Keep on running towards these godly virtues. Because with full awareness of the prize that awaits you, you run this race looking forward to a prize that your Savior has that is waiting for you. Amen.